Hey, you're listening to Parenting Differently, the podcast for cycle breakers. I'm your host, certified parent to coach, Jeanette Patillo. This is the podcast to give you everything you need to know to break the cycle, how to be more calm with your kids, how to teach them healthy emotional skills, positive discipline strategies, and anything you need. Let's get to it. Hey, so I'm just going to go ahead and apologize. I am feeling a little sicky today. Um, Man, blowing up here. Um, So yeah, I am feeling a little sicky today. So sorry if my voice sounds kind of weird. But I wanted to come and make this episode uh, for you guys. Um, So, you know, in the last episode, we talked about the three things that um, it takes to be a cycle breaker, um, or like the three things you need to work on to really be a cycle breaker. And the number one thing is working on your own emotional intelligence, which is a huge umbrella of things. And it can be kind of overwhelming when you don't really know where to start. Um, For me, personally, I've been reading this book, Emotional Intelligence and Why It Matters More Than IQ uh, by Daniel Goleman, and it's given me a lot of insights to share with you guys on this subject. While this book is awesome, um, I am studying child development psychology and uh, hope to get accepted into a graduate program um, for... uh, psychology and uh research and all that stuff so like this is like my thing but if if neuroscience and parts of the brain are not really your thing then I don't really recommend you read this there's a lot of other books that highlight the Um, effects of emotional intelligence and how to strengthen it other than this book there's a lot out there so just kind of try to research those but if you're studying psychology or how the brain works is really interesting to you and all that then yeah definitely check it out um but for people that so I'm going to talk about the practical and applicable information that I've learned from this book um, so that you don't have to skip buy this book and then skip all the neuroscience-y blah, blah, blah stuff um, if you don't care about that academic stuff. Um, so first, I want to mention that there are four different areas of emotional intelligence. Self-awareness, self-regulation, social awareness, and social skills. You might be asking yourself, like, okay, what does this have to do with parenting, Jeanette? Like, how, whatever. But I encourage you to look at this, look at it like this. Social things aren't just for people with work, or your friends, or with small talk in the grocery store, or whatever, like that. It's also with your kiddos, and your fam. Um, because that's one of the biggest realizations that give you the power to parent differently is whenever you realize your child is a person. 
acknowledge them as a human like you would any other person and take the steps to better strengthen that relationship because whereas you know it's kind of a given natural relationship it's still a relationship that you have to work on and develop as you know you go through life together so working on these things and these books um you might read on emotional intelligence like reading that stuff and whatever it might seem like it's more geared towards friendship or marriage or leadership co-workers but Really, all of those principles can be applied to parenting your children. I mean, obviously, not like some, like the clearly obvious ones, not those. <laughs> but, um, you know, there are good places to start on learning how to respectfully interact with your tiny human because sometimes our brains have been conditioned to not view them as tiny humans um but channel your inner after hours with amanda if you've never heard of her you should look her up because she's the one that trademarked the i don't not trademarked but you know like tiny humans is like her phrase and i love it i use it all the time um but i'm sure you've heard of the phrase um you have to love yourself before you can love someone else whether or not you truly believe that or not, this frame of thinking is the basis for strengthening your emotional intelligence. You're not going to be able to hold space and validate if you're an emotional mess yourself. You're not going to be able to give your child the tools they need for becoming healthy emotional people if you don't know yourself. And that's not to be discouraging that is to empower you and encourage you to figure it out. And that's the thing. You don't have to have it all figured out. It's just that process of learning and openly learning in the presence of your kids is going to help them grow and develop those skills as well. And plus, even whenever you are learning these um, skills, you're never going to know it all. You're never going to be like, oh, yep, now I am reached the peak of emotional intelligence. I know everything. Nope. It's a lifelong learning journey. So, anyway, um, we've all experienced sometimes when it's like our kids are having some intense feelings going on and we kind of jump on the bandwagon there, kind of feed into that intense emotional overwhelm because um we also don't know how to deal with that uncomfortable and pleasant feeling or we do the opposite and we put a mask on and pretend like everything's okay because as survivors of childhood trauma we are the queens at shutting down the feelings because we were taught that it wasn't safe to express them or to feel them openly. And, you know, it's just kind of instinctual sometimes. So those are usually the two common responses whenever we don't have those emotional intelligence skills 
that's normally what we go to. Um, but whenever we do these things, it builds up and causes extreme overwhelm or burnout, which I'm sure some of you are very familiar with, um, or simply just feeling like we're doing it wrong. That's why the first step and the first thing that I work on with my clients is their own self-awareness of their emotions. I could literally make a series of podcast episodes on emotional self-awareness, but the key that I have found is mindfulness. It's taking the time, like a week or so, to just intentionally try to take notice of when you're feeling something in a very non-biased, non-judgmental, like, oh crack, I'm getting mad again, or whatever kind of way, like, not like that, but just like, okay, I'm feeling this, and noticing everything that happens with you as you're feeling it, and just being aware that it's there. It can be really powerful to journal during this time of practicing mindfulness with self-awareness because you're going to be taking more time and putting more attention into focusing what's going on with you. But I know as moms, (laughs) it's not always possible to take that hard stop and take a minute, um, to sit down and journal, you know, everything that's going on with you, but it is something that we can do at the end of the day, or maybe even, like, sit down and put a note in our phones, because, you know, it's hard to, you know, I love journaling, and I carry, carry a journal with me everywhere, but, In the middle of the day, whenever this kid needs this, this kid needs this, you have to go to the grocery store, you're trying to make a list of things you need, blah, 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 all the, you know, things that we have to do. It can be hard to find time to journal in the midst of that day, but, um, yeah, there's always the end of the day, or just take a minute and write it in your phone, and then you can have something to go back to whenever you journal at the end of the day. Um... But it also strengthens your awareness when you take note of the emotional triggers in your life, remembering to just like acknowledge them in a very unbiased way, which I know is much easier like said than done, but it's important in your development to try and just acknowledge them for what they are. There's much more that plays into awareness, but the big thing to do is just taking the time to slow down and realize how your brain is thinking and what you're feeling because once you begin to grasp self-awareness it opens the door for you to be able to get self-regulation and you'll see as we continue to talk about the steps of strengthening your emotional intelligence they all kind of run together because that's how the process works um self-regulation is being able to manage your emotions, and how to, it's like the ability to manage your emotions and how you behave because of them. Sometimes people can feel so out of control, you know, from 
our emotions and it ends up being where our life is dictated by our emotions and we don't even realize it until we take the time to reflect on like how the heck did we get here that's why we practice self-awareness so we can start to realize the way we feel and how it is impacting our life before or sometimes after things have already like spiraled out of control and you're ready to take in to take back the reins in your life now it sounds kind of cliche and clingy but or cliche but you know um people with strong self-regulation can pause and take a deep breath in tense and stressful situations which helps them remain calm and think before they act or speak. Um, That leads me into the point. So many people think that controlling their emotions or being emotionally intelligent means they don't feel those unpleasant feelings anymore. Like, poof, they're gone. No more bad feelings. But that's not it at all. Um, the way we think in the midst of feeling what we feel is what impacts our behavior and therefore our life. So it's not like becoming aware or practicing self-regulation is going to help you not feel angry or help you not feel disappointed or jealous or whatever, but it will give you a minute to be able to think and reflect on how you want to behave based on this feeling instead of reacting automatically to this feeling um practicing these things lets you be able to decide how you want to respond based on this feeling and sometimes as we move forward in coaching then we will identify thoughts and beliefs that sometimes influence our decisions that don't align with where we want to be and then we work on those things and then you really are free to decide on how you want your life to be. So I just want to make sure that everyone understands that managing your emotions isn't making the bad feelings or the unpleasant feelings, because no feelings are bad. It's not making the unpleasant feelings go away. It's where you learn to think about them differently. And use your brain and thoughts to write your own story instead of letting your impulsive, raw feelings take over like a toddler with a capless marker running towards a white couch. (laughs) Um, When you have that kind of energy and power over your life, it's then it becomes contagious. And to to kind of get into the brainy brain sciencey stuff about it that's what we call triggering mirror neurons and co-regulation which is a key part in social skills and social awareness which is what we're going to talk about next social awareness 
is when we are able to identify the emotions in others and connect with it, like our children. It's mostly, it's kind of like empathy. I honestly feel like being empathetic is not a problem for us at all as parents. However, when we try and apply these social awareness and empathetic skills without having a foundation in self-awareness and um, managing our emotions, we aren't really equipped in how to help. So then we just kind of add into the storm instead of being able to guide them out of it. We're just like, okay, you know, we're just understanding, but confused as well like our kid can be so frustrated and we feel empathetic like yeah I know you're frustrated you can't have that we can identify with their disappointment but we don't know what to do about it so we just try to cheer them up or distract them or just try and avoid it at all like we try to avoid it totally so like I said I don't think in our parenting like as cycle breakers I don't think having that social awareness or that empathy for our children is usually the problem. Um, We just can't neglect the other foundational aspects when, excuse me, whenever we are being socially aware to our children and how they're feeling. Social skills are the great things that we want to cultivate in our relationship with our family, friends, and just everyone. Like, it's like the rainbows and butterflies. Uh, it's like it's like how to handle fighting siblings, influencing our children in a positive way, establishing a home based on teamwork, all the great, wonderful things you imagine and want for your family. Those are social skills. This is the last factor of emotional intelligence, and rightfully so, because you have to understand everything we've talked about to be able to smoothly develop these skills. It can feel draining when we approach these social skills head-on without doing the work beforehand, because you go in missing information that you didn't know you don't know, which is why awareness is the key, because... You literally don't know what you don't know. But here are some things you can try to work on to strengthening your emotional intelligence and things you can encourage your children to do too. So number one is practice naming your emotions. Emotions are stacking things. So sometimes we can feel angry because we're disappointed and maybe you're disappointed because you're jealous like try and practice the process of naming how you're feeling and uncovering the root and whenever we try to encourage our children to do this sometimes in that very peak of emotionalness emotional escalation this is not the time to be trying to do this um because like I have said before and tons of other gentle parenting people have said before when that moment is happening 
And even for us, whenever that moment is happening, there are stress hormones going off everywhere. Everywhere. So it's like, your brain is not able to take in that logic and reasoning or that stuff because it's getting very overflooded with stress hormones. That's why it's always best to respond to that emotional escalation with security and comfort, no matter what they're doing, even if it's like something ridiculous. It's always best to respond with security, safety, and comfort. And then later, as things de-escalate, things are calming down, then you can take that time to teach what to do instead and talk about it some more. But yeah. Um, and if your children, this is another thing you can do. If your children are old enough, then directly ask them for feedback. Or if you are have um, a close relationship with anybody, like your spouse or people at work, ask them for feedback. Um, what I mean by this is ask them questions like how they think you handle hard situations. How compassionate or understanding do they think you are? Remember to not get defensive here. Because the answer might not be what you want to hear. Okay? And, but, that is a good thing if you hear something that you don't want to hear. Because then that shows you what you need to work on. Okay? And not in a, like, beat yourself up kind of way. Just in a very gross mindset kind of way, like, okay, this is something that I need to work on, thank you for telling me, um, and then another thing that is really good at helping strengthen your emotional intelligence is reading, reading stories from other people's perspective, um, especially with, like, complex characters, it helps us gain insight into how other people have thoughts motivations, and actions, and it may help enhance your social awareness. Um, and learning to listen effectively. And what I mean by this is sometimes, sometimes people take this and be like, oh, I'm not a mind reader, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying you need to learn to, you ever heard uh, your teacher say in school, like learn to read between the lines? That's how you need to listen, especially with your children, especially with your young children. No, scratch that. That's how you need to learn to listen to all your children, regardless of their age. Because even if they're 10 years old and know how to talk, doesn't mean they always know how to verbalize what's going on in their heart or their head or what they need. So learn to listen effectively and really read between the lines. Um, and then for yourself, practice assertiveness, practice holding your boundaries. It's very empowering when you are aware of how you're feeling and you learn how to convey your needs and wants to others in a very respectful way. So I'm not saying be passive aggressive or be aggressive, I'm saying be assertive 
and stand up for yourself in a respectful way. And then lastly, accountability. So this can be hard for everyone because we all want to be right, but and nobody likes being wrong, you know, but a good thing that really helps with becoming more emotionally intelligent is acknowledging your part in things and being accountable for that even if it's not to anybody else even if it's to yourself and you realize that whenever you stay up late then it makes your morning very stressful you're angry you get angry easier which makes your kids have a stressful morning so instead of just being like oh well you should have got up whenever I told you to get up the first time or you should know where your shoes are they're not my shoes that is where those things can be true the thing is is if you would take accountability for your actions in this situation that acknowledging what you could have done differently to make the situation easier and better for everyone how you could have handled it better um, is really important in practicing your own self-awareness. Okay, well, that's all I have today on emotional intelligence. I think this is the longest episode I've had so far, so if you're still listening, thanks. Um, As always, if you like this podcast, please leave me a review and tell your friends, um, because that's how this community gets bigger. That's how um, people are unable to get more information about things that people want to hear. It's you telling me. Um, And it's ultimately how we raise a better generation for the future. And if you're interested in coaching with me, then I have a link in the show notes or on my Instagram to schedule your first session with me for free. Well... I'll talk to you guys next week, and we'll be talking about the basics of gentle parenting, which was the second thing I talked about in the last episode. So, see you guys then. Bye! Thanks for listening to the podcast today. If you loved this podcast, then please share it with your friends and leave us a review. This is how the podcast becomes more visible to more people, and it makes it easier for others to find us. This is how we help other people that are looking to break the cycle. If you're interested in one-on-one coaching with me, then there is a link in the show notes, and there's also a link in the bio of my Instagram, my TikTok, and my Facebook page. The first session is always free, and uh, talk to you soon. Bye.